0: Oh man, what a great start Shout out to the great Mitchell Carroll Go check out DMVR Locker for some great merch This is the Denver Sports Podcast He's the man, the myth, the legend AJ and with AJ on You know we have to be presented by the homies at Breckenridge Brewery And the Avalanche Amber Ale Check them out at the old breckbrew.com beer locator aj how are you doing on this lovely morning in the mile high city
1: uh this is much earlier than i normally get up i know man my alarm went off at eight forty-five, and i thought only for andre
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true <laughs> only for andre to talk prospects at HAT. it's a special occasion no i know i had to shower while i was still getting the kiddo ready you know usually i, I have the luxury of dropping her off answering them mm-hmm. some emails and then jump in in the shower not today yeah no. we had some real prospect talk to do man yes I,
1: I solved all of life's problems when i learned that i was a night shower
0: interesting yeah so interesting. i just i and
1: i pick out my clothes for the next day the night before
0: so I get up, and I just grab them and go. That's efficiency right there. I need it not for cleanliness. I need a shower to wake up. I know a lot of people feel that way, but that's, that's why caffeine
1: exists. And
0: I, I know. which. Yeah, I uh, no. you
1: know. Um, I need that extra boost. It's, it's the only caffeine I'm allowed to have during the day is in the morning, and then after that, it's just yeah, water. Yeah,
0: I'm on that, too. Um, dude, ever since... Woj made the crazy proclamation oh, dude, it drove me nuts that Wimpy was the greatest <laughs> prospect of all time I was like uh, that bugs me and I'm sure it bugs AJ and I'm so so happy we have yet to talk about this yeah. off screen yeah. and we just oh, get to dude. have these organic combos mm. right here right now on TDSP mm. Denver prospects, all-time prospects, and current prospects in Denver sports. If there's anyone to do this <laughs> pod with, it's you. I'm genuinely hyped for this, yeah. man. Um, so, yeah, thanks for making it on. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Of course, AJ Superstar from DMVR Avalanche. Check out all the off-season stuff. Doing more draft stuff on Fridays with Rudo and you?
1: Yeah, we, uh, this week um, we have Chris Peters coming on, uh, formerly Two. of
0: ESPN and now with uh, Flow Hockey. The one of the guys so, for yeah, those hockey the, rankings. exactly. So, great get. Check all that out. Um, so, yeah, man, I was looking, doing some research for this pod, and I was looking up the greatest prospects, most hyped, I think, is maybe a standard yeah. we want to get into more um, in American sports history. And I thought the list was pretty good. It's from Fox Sports. LeBron was one. Okay. Elway was two. Okay. Bryce Harper was three. And when we want to talk more specifically with Denver prospects, it kind of starts and ends the conversation at number one with John Elway, right? Yes. Like the level of hype, the tier of NFL prospect that he was. He's still mm-hmm. brought up now when when you talk about the no-brainer NFL prospects mm-hmm. to ever come out. John Elway is the one of the first two or three names that are brought up unanimously, period. Definitely. And then, you know, all the controversy between him having the option to go to the Yankees, because he's that much of a freak athlete yep. forcing the Colts at to trade him, mm-hmm. you know, from the first overall pick. So the conversation at one super easy. It's crazy to me
2: <coughs>
0: that
1: 1983 NFL draft, dude, had all the hype with the quarterbacks and it still holds up. I know and
0: it's crazy. Who
1: got who was drafted first in that thing and yep. who like lived up yep. to it? Yep. Yep. You know, it's so funny to me now. Uh, I've never felt older in my life than when I watch younger football fans go to John Elway's football reference page Uh and be like, but look at all the interceptions that he threw. And you're like, my man does not know, does not know what a freak John Elway was. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, it, it sucks for us. Like, we like we obviously grew up on John Elway as, as the guy in Denver. I mean. But, like, we were not around for his prospect status. Right. Right. But it, like, true, like, legendary. We're like, they just like, literally, dude, you're, you're yeah. not incorrect when you say that they still reference him.
0: Yeah, all the time. During it's the crazy. NFL draft.
1: Like, where they're like, oh, you know. And the, it's crazy because there are years where he won't get brought up because that caliber of prospect... Is not in play, right? It's a once
0: in a generation, right?
1: Sound. When uh, a guy that should be on that list somewhere a little bit lower, but when Andrew Luck showed up, Mm-hmm. yep, there that was a lot of the conversation. Is it was it, it, it was John Elway, it was Peyton Manning, it was Andrew Luck. Those mm-hmm. were the they you just couldn't miss.
0: Mm-hmm. The can't miss guys at quarterback, and now you might bring up Trevor Lawrence caleb williams is someone that'll have people I w- intrigued I going they have forward. always been
1: very pro trevor lawrence so i think that's where that's headed but mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah but i mean and just think of what elway's done for this town that like from a sports perspective oh yeah from, as from, an executive bringing the championships i mean you know 77 is the first time the broncos ever make the postseason which is crazy to think it is um And then, you know, the draft happens in 83. By 87, the drive's happening. And next thing you know, they're in four Super Bowls and a six-year span. And then, you know, our generation, it all culminates (laughs) in 98, 99. Um, Back to back. So I think just a tier above the rest because he fits in that conversation we'll have later of the greatest outside of Denver sports. No brainers. Yeah, The second most successful Denver athlete ever. behind Joe Sacco. Okay. Okay. No, that's fair. And then, I mean, both have the, the executive card. They can play as well. Where it's like yep, we literally built the foundation and then like... Yep. And then gave you that Yeah, like, exactly. Um, so definitely another tier for them. After that, I'm sure you can make an argument for Mac. Another great draft class. Maybe not the 83 NFL draft class. Maybe not the 03 NBA draft class, which... Mellow, I think, would be a candidate as well.
1: I think Mellow, I would have Mellow ahead of McKinnon. Um, I like that. I had, uh, I think I spent a lot of time yesterday talking with abs people about this Uh answer from the abs perspective. Uh Um, And there were a number of answers. And I was like, I was trying to keep it. I was trying to keep it outside of the abs, like diehard bubble of like, yes, the people that are like super in it. So like no, the answer's not gonna be Chris Bigras or something, you know, like <laughs> right, right. those guys that the 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 really like the diehards like us absolutely love. No, it's not that guy. And I really think, um, I, I mean, I I don't want to derail from Mello because I do really think that Mello is like you got to remember. It's uh, I know how everybody feels about Mello now, especially yep. in Denver, absolutely. Um, but I when he was drafted. The fact that he got to the third pick was a low-key miracle.
0: Well, I mean, in retrospect, <laughs> yeah. franchise-altering that Darko doesn't drop to them at three mm-hmm. and gets taken at two. Because, say what you will about Melo, but he that pick swap is Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jamal Murray drops to seven. He does not drop to nine or ten where the Nuggets pick yeah. would have been.
1: Um, yeah, and well, and I mean, a franchise-altering couple of things because... Um, ESPN just did an oral history of the 2003 draft. Uh, and the lottery process and you remember the Nuggets the Nuggets and Cavs were tied. Yep, yep. The 24.5% chance to win the lotto. Imagine that 24.5.
0: 24.5 the Spurs who just won the lottery for Wemby had a 10% chance. Right. I like think the how, highest was like 12%. How much, how much has the draft changed? Right, so much. And back then, you tanked that. It was the right tank. It's right. been the most right tank in Denver sports history. Yeah. They won that 11 was the games, season yeah. to tank in the NBA. <laughs> they got it right. They have the highest odds with the Cavs yeah. and somehow dropped to three. Right. Which and remains the highest pick in Nuggets history. They've had yep. the third, third overall three times. Ralph LaFrance. Rafe LaFrance? Rafe. Mubmoud uh, Abdul Rauf. Yep. And Mellow, of course.
1: Yep. <laughs> it's funny. This is just like the conversation I had driving in. I was giving Z all this history <laughs> I as know. I was driving in. Oh,
0: I mean, just doing this research. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like a kid in a candy store, no doubt. So I derailed you on Mellow, but the oral history from 03.
1: Yeah. And, and the the hype around Mellow, because this was right before the one and done era. Exactly. Like, like Mellow like, mm-hmm. launched the one and done era
0: right before
1: the NBA rules did Melo right did. like, yeah. like Mello was like the one and done yep. like poster boy yes because he was crazy hyped coming out of Oak Hill as yeah. a high school oh yeah goes to Syracuse takes an okay Syracuse team to the national championship beats my Jayhawks I hate his guts <laughs> right. and a week later gets drafted by the Nuggets and I have to love him oh, yeah remains the only NBA jersey I've ever purchased for myself Wow, crazy! Um, Love Melo, but lo- hey, loved Melo, loved. But at the time, his his hype as a draft, and the crazy thing oh. is, is, he lived up to it. He's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely, He's, what ninth in NBA history in
0: scoring? Like, Insane. He lived Insane. up. He lived up to it. Well, and it's I mean, in in our lifetime, guys who are in their thirties aside from where we're at now that was the best stretch like pre melo we knew nothing for sure we uh, all, all my dad would talk to me about the nuggets was like oh yeah Dikembe Mutombo was really fun but we couldn't keep him he left my, in free agents.
1: my favorite nuggets player growing up was Robert Pack
0: yeah no I mean I had a mcdice poster and like idolize mcdice like James Posey was my favorite player. I, first also, I also really liked James <laughs> yeah, no, of Posey. Of course, of course. If you're my age, you love James Posey. Like, I don't know what to tell you. He was you, one guys. of the few first round picks that could actually play in the NBA. <laughs> David Thompson's a hard one for me because what his hype was as a college player, yeah. is there. He goes to when the Nuggets are in the ABA. Yeah, I mean. It's just harder in the seventies to gauge, but what he was as a college player, I do think, puts him in yeah,
1: this tier. David David Thompson definitely would have been like definitely in a modern era, definitely would be right. people would have been absolutely nuts about him. But oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. infrastructure was not in place to properly hype a guy that way back then. But
0: Yeah, the way we the way basketball <laughs> was marketed in the seventies especially. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things that set the sports back decades, I think, in many yeah. ways. Um, and David
1: Thompson's the There's kinda, a reason the NBA Finals was on tape delay in the right, 80s.
0: Right. And I mean, it's, I, I think David Thompson, as much as anyone, is one of the icons of that.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And it's too bad, like, his tenure in Denver wasn't. I know. I know. You know because you more talk about David Thompson, the Skywalker from NC State. Yep. Um and had his moments, you know, the dunk contest is an iconic moment in professional basketball history against Julie Serving in Denver, that kind of stuff. Where it gets interesting, AJ, is the abs. Obviously, we can talk McKinnon, but what I think is really fascinating mm-hmm. is Kale McCarr, the draft prospect, who was drafted fourth overall, and mm-hmm. what at the time we thought was a weakish draft class yeah. does not belong in this conversation. Yeah. Cale McCarr, the prospect. And how we qualify <laughs> prospects in like hockey and ba- baseball is different from how yeah. we qualify, and we'll we'll get into that more with the current guys yeah. in a little later. Kale McCarr, the prospect, <laughs> two years at UMass, mm-hmm. winning the Hobie Baker, and yeah. starting to be like the number one prospect <laughs> that wasn't in the NHL yet. I do think belongs <laughs> in this conversation with Mello, with Mac, with David Thompson, and. In- it's it's an
1: interesting designation, because imagine if the Nuggets had gotten to draft Mello, and then Mello went back to school for two years. <laughs> right, like dominated at
0: Syracuse. To yeah.
1: the, and to the NCAA for two more full right, seasons, right. and then made the NBA. Yeah. That, was, that would be kind of what became of Kale McCarr's career, but... Um, in talking about this with people yesterday, yeah. The thing with Makar is that when he was drafted, the fan base was very split. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do not and I will I will go to my grave angry about this, do not let people who work at other outlets in this city retcon history and act like they were excited about Kale McCar. Because no there way, was not bro. a single employee no over way, at certain bro. other outlets that are on the radio. No way that were excited about the fact that they drafted a defenseman who was not six feet tall and was not this big hulking bruiser of a defenseman and wanted to trade him for Eric Carlson the second he got drafted. Yeah. Like, there was, and I only bring that up because there was a healthy split on draft day about McCarr. Mm -hmm. The people who were in were really, really in. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: The people who were not were really upset about it. He was the ultimate project. I remember us podcasting every week about that draft class in the lead up and being like, I don't know AJ. I watched the highlights. Should he just play on the wing? <laughs> like you know, like it was, is he even a defender? There was such a question <laughs> mark wild. about about
1: his defense because you never played it at the in the AJHL.
0: AJHL. That was, was the other thing, and that we'll get into more. is yeah. like where you come from matters in the yeah. hype. You know, when,
1: winning a national championship your freshman year at Syracuse, one of the prime college basketball programs, puts puts Mello right in front of the entire world. Right in, right in our consciousness, right everywhere. Yeah. Like we were, it was, it was so
0: in front of us, and mm-hmm. more so than the Ab- Alberta Junior League. You're yeah, exactly. Oh, and the okay. AJHL, which has produced <laughs> two first round picks in the last twenty five years, insane. Two first rounders in the last twenty five. Yeah, did I, the second they might, come it, after it might be,
1: No, it was the first one was Joe Colburn.
0: Jeez, yeah. Scout the AJHL, my yeah. god.
1: Um, now, the AJHL has produced some good players. Uh, Colton Pareko of the Blues is, is from there. But first
0: round picks and, and top five picks? No. Yeah. No. I'd be remiss if I don't bring up Cutler, who I think sneaky is next here. He was drafted ahead of Matt Liner, right? Yeah. The hype was there. I'm straight out of camp for an AFC championship team.
1: Um, man, I don't know that I think it was that hyped. I, you know, he was a he was like a high first round quarterback, and there's always hype on those guys. But he was a he, he came out of Vanderbilt. Yeah he he was drafted when Jake Plummer just taking them to an AFC Championship yeah. game. Like, like the you hype on him, there. I I would I would put. Multiple abs in front of Jay Cutler.
0: Well, and Von Miller, the highest draft pick in Broncos history. Yeah. That's when he starts entering the conversation. Yeah. And I mean, then where do you put the top Rockies guys? I was talking to Patrick about this. Check out Patrick doing some great work. Rockies on a little win streak. Check out the NBR Rockies. Not anymore. I was. They lost last night? Yeah. They got shell. I was torn between Tulo and John Gray. And Patrick made the point. Yeah, I think the John Gray, Eddie Butler hype made John Gray feel a little more hype, maybe. Um,
1: From a national perspective, too low, though. The most hyped Rockies prospect prospect ever Greg Reynolds. Mm, It was Ian Stewart.
0: Ian Stewart was another one that I put on my short. He was top five nationally. I
1: mean, he's the highest ranked Rockies (laughs) prospect in baseball America history at four. Rockies only had two guys who have ever cracked that top ten list. Now, guys like Tulo and John Gray, Jeff Francis,
0: Brendan Rogers, Brendan at Rogers as a prospect,
1: a bunch of those guys. They've had a bunch of guys in the eleven to twenty range, yeah, but only two that ever cracked the top ten.
0: And it's Ian Stewart, the one, Ian?
1: the one guy that I actually totally forgot about that I was looking up last night because I wanted to see how hyped he actually was. He was billed as a frontline starter, but Chinway Sal. In Back in 2000.
0: He's in those earlier lists. Yep. The hype on him was insane. Well, and when you talk MLB prospects, there are some Cuban and guys coming from Japan and stuff where like that, that unknown almost intensified that hype, you know? Yeah. And he's the kind of the one big example for the Rockies. You know, Will and Rosario, but like.
1: I mean I mean Ubaldo came
0: Frankie in some ways uh, Morales was a bigger he's the other one he was the other top 10 (laughs) because his stuff was a lefty with electric
1: stuff he was he was a power lefty that could do everything yeah he just couldn't control the baseball like he just that was that was ultimately his thing his Uh. downfall
0: He was a beast, but
1: he was the other guy that made it into BA's top ten. So it's funny—the two highest-rated prospects ever for the Rockies did not pan out. But
0: they have very baseball. I know Nolan. We haven't even brought up. He was more like a fringe top fifty guy. Exactly. He
1: was. He was in there, but it was like he was like forty-four. You know, right? right. Only forty-fourth best prospect or whatever. But and as a prospect, Arndal's
0: defense was a huge like. Question. Right, his feet. Not a five-tool player, four-tool right. at best. But we had yep. questions about that defense. Right. Yeah, yeah. How funny is that now? Like that's, that's one of the things. Like, it's wild that that's his profile. Honestly, yeah. so the one doubt is the thing he was maybe ends up being the best. Yeah. Ever so
1: at. you know, I I will say from from a Rockies perspective, they've had a lot of hyped guys uh, in terms of a national hype, high draft pick. Like uh, and a guy that lives up to the bill to the billing, I think that the best combination of those is too low. I do too,
0: and then how quickly he translated, yeah. you know, he's drafted because top six, another all time great draft,
1: yeah. i mean he's he's drafted, I think seventh overall mm-hmm. and then he's in the minors for like ten seconds, yep. Yeah, and he's a rookie on the 7 team. Right. With Chris Iannetta,
0: another highly hyped and prospect. And
1: he gets the 2007 Rookie of the Year stolen from him by Ryan Braun. Never forget. Yeah.
0: Who's also in that super hyped first round. Um, yeah. He's, he was good. Yeah. Is your chest hair out of control like a Frankie Morales fastball? It's really uh, not. not. There you go,
1: that's... I'm uh, thank you for asking though. You're really you're really broing me up here trying to do this publicly and making sure that I'm keeping the chest hair under control. I really. uh,
0: I am. I look out for you. This is what this is
1: what family is like.
0: (laughs) This is uh. That's right. This is what family does, and this is what Manscape does for you. Um, We've got a little playoff read here. Whether you're an NBA or NHL guy, you want to give your Nuggets the best Clippers to rid them of pubes and help them see the summer sun. Um, don't let your little devils go wild. Use the lawnmower 4.0 and get your boys as smooth as jazz. There was something about uh, as kissable as the Stanley Cup up here, which I really thought was phenomenal. Um, you could call him the Larry, Larry OB, you know? Yeah. Um, no, nothing wrong with that. So use the code DMVR for 20% off plus... Free shipping at manscape.com. All sorts of awesome offers right now. Lawnmower 4.0. Um, they've got the Crop Preserver, which I know our golf guys swear by. Check it all out. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DMBR at manscaped.com. Um, yeah, it's summertime. Get it right. And right now, summertime playoffs. Game time is where you want to be great man i mean for starters i can find the cheapest tickets to take the little one to rapids rockies Mm -hmm. you know a five-year-old it's not so much about the on-field product that's about is parking going to be convenient Mm -hmm. can i get in and out is it is it cheap so i don't feel bad spending 12 dollars on cotton candy you know game time makes sure that's true and right now when you sign up On game time, use code DMVR, get $20 off. That's basically two Rockies tickets right there for me and the little one, or me and the Pids. And right now, we're giving out our game of the week. I think it has to be the first ever NBA Finals in Denver sports history with the opponent TBD. But right now, tickets to Section 352 can be found for under... six six fifty um it's the best prices i've seen around game time i think i think you never know with something like the finals but you wait a little later even with the finals to get you hooked up be part of history at game time or you know you want to lace around at a more open venue do that as well but game of the week nba finals tickets on game time right now Best deals you'll find out there. So, there you go. Okay, AJ. This is the Wemby combo. Victor Wembanyama, Generational talent. Totally. And the NBA draft. Like no one we've ever seen before. Yeah, and it's really the
1: physical traits. Exactly. Uh, that are, because all the other stuff, like... One of the things that blew my mind at the time, and in retrospect with how it's played out looks even more ridiculous was how Luca was treated when I he, when he came it. out, I, I four,
0: he's the most can't miss prospect of all time. I think <laughs> like the fact that Luca isn't in this conversation for some is a bonkers. I, there, there was,
1: uh, Thank just you for n- there that. was, there was nothing left for him to prove, but physically there were questions about the athleticism and, yeah. you know, People how's it, how's that, that going to translate? They They're going to nitpick yeah. it, and that's how DeAndre Ayton goes one. Like nuts. Yeah, I <laughs> insane. I know. It's sort it's, of funny to me that uh, Luca ended up like dealing such a death blow to this era of
0: sons, Just no how it all kidding. worked out. I know, and then I mean, the hype of a LeBron kind of feels it, well, like so LeBron. LeBron he was for stateside. me. LeBron for me. Number one, like Wemby's still in France. We're not like broadcasting his games on ESPN that was, and making it prime time. I was, evil. I was t- telling
1: Z coming in, I was like, I remember this. Yeah, he was, he was on the cover of ESPN the magazine years before he got drafted. Yeah, he was next when he was like fifteen. Yes, like
0: AJ. His... How many times have you watched that Oak Hill St. Vincent tape? Right. How many other right. high school like, games can you say that about? Right. man. Like, how many other amateur games can you say that about?
1: They had, they had when Victor was on ESPN this last year, going one on one against Scoo Henderson's team.
0: Yeah, yeah, which was fun. This off season, that was cool. Was.
1: Less hyped than LeBron on high school back, uh, LeBron in high school back Absolutely. then.
0: Absolutely, it was less hyped than Zion matchups at Duke.
1: Fair point. Let's be Fair real; point. we
0: forgot about Zion, yeah. but like, do you remember the hoopla on ESPN when Zion yeah. was finally playing his first NBA game that season? It was nuts, man. I remember when he finally played his first college game? Yeah. Remember like, what a big deal it was when he broke a shoe in game, right? Like, I still think that's gone more viral than any, like, Wemby highlight of, like, missing a three and then tipping it back in. Yeah. Also, as great as Wemby is, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at UCLA in the peak of the UCLA dynasty? Again, 70s, it's harder to compare, but, like... There was one channel. Everyone knew about Kareem. Yeah. Everyone knew about UCLA. Mm-hmm. That was a can't miss dude. Yeah. Tim Duncan was a can't miss dude, you know. Oh man. Okay. And how that translates immediately. And what I really what really bugged me is the non-consideration of hockey. Cuz I mean, Sid the Kid, McDavid, yeah, so there are some real the one, heavy hitters the to, one that, that belong at this The conflict. ones
1: that really stood out to me, the ones that I remember as just growing up during my my lifetime, you know. I was not old enough for the Alexander Degg, Um, Eric Lindros. Like, I was just not old enough for that. Lindros, a fun one
0: for Denver. Lindros, I mean, uh, Lindros uh,
1: was, the hype on him was so insane, dude. Like, I know it was crazy,
0: but... I mean, look at the trade. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's self-explanatory right there, what the hype was for one player. But
1: the... The, the hype on some of those guys, the guys that I really remember being crazy hyped were Vinny Lecavelier. Okay. And then that might have been... that might, My recollection of that one might be more tilted because the abs, Pierre Lacroix, was in love with him and offered all four first-round picks that he had, he had accumulated in the 1998 draft to try to trade up. And Tampa accepted that offer. Fun moment in history. And said, add Peter Forsberg
0: real slide indoors moment right there yeah yeah and i mean if you went back to you know some nordique stuff for faux maybe falls into some of this uh uh hyped prospect stuff yeah absolutely i mean
1: he was the guy that they obviously ended up trading for lindros was was like the primary prospect he was a six pick that same year right uh but then won the calder uh the last year in in quebec and then first year in denver obviously right Blew up and no. helped lead them to a Stanley Cup. So,
0: and obviously one of the all-time greats. Yeah,
1: and is obviously yes one of.
0: Okay, who else would I would you say bring one of the five
1: the... greatest abs now?
0: Okay, uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Used to be three. Now I know. Now there I are know, conversations. Man. I know. So. That's what's crazy is to think like, I was just thinking this morning like, in that draft, had we thought not only. Not only was it insane to think McCark would have been in the conversation for greatest defenseman ever, yeah. but greatest ads defenseman ever even seemed absurd, right?
1: Uh I mean the yes, because they had Rob Blake in his prime. Yeah. Um but now it's pretty easy. Like now you're just like, yeah, this oh, isn't I easy, know. like
0: very easily him. Well, and I mean that's the thing about high high upside prospects is like sometimes that high upside hits yeah <laughs> like, there might there might feel like a wide variance but when when the yeah. scenario ends up being the high end yeah then- you're right about the nhl kind
1: of being overlooked though and the sydney crosby thing happened it sucked because it was ovechkin and crosby back to back during the lockout like mm-hmm. and the lockout took all that momentum away from yeah. those guys who were like like ovechkin Shattered all these records, all these cage, all these all these Russian records that are now getting broken by Matvey Mitchkov this year. Christmas. Who we don't even know who could go any number of right. You know, guy could get drafted eighth because of all the different things that are happening with him. Um, but you look at you look at all the different hypes around these guys. You know, Crosby um, was a, just a surefire. He he did absolutely everything. His numbers were unbelievable. He was completely dominant. He won everything under the sun. Uh, he he was. That's where I think he separates from McDavid is that Crosby won everything, and McDavid outside of individual stuff, and it's tough. Obviously, hockey is such a team-oriented sport. Yeah. That it's really hard to come down on him. Sounds
0: like Luca and Wemby a little
1: bit. But with McDavid, he hasn't really had the same level of team success. But he's also gotten robbed of international opportunities with the way that the Olympics changed their rules. Yeah, because one of Crosby's sucks, one of Crosby's career highlights for a guy that again has won everything, and you're talking about a, a, a guy that has won three Stanley Cups. Art Ross trophies, Hart trophies, the the works. Yeah, and one of the career highlights of him is winning, is scoring the golden goal in the Vancouver Olympics to to beat the United States in overtime. Yeah, like, I remember Sagan at the Olympics. I mean, McDavid that was doesn't big time. have that kind of moment. He doesn't have a signature career moment, and he doesn't have those accomplishments. But individually, you have to look at Connor McDavid and say he's lived up to every inch of that hype. I'd say. The. the He's he has more hundred point seasons than most,
0: you know, than some teams have had. Well, and he's LeBron Wemby-esque, and it's like, wait, how's the biggest dude on the ice, the fastest guy? And like how's he always on the ice? Like I blink and he's back on? Like he plays half the game. It's
1: this year, this is the thing. So Connor Bedard this year is crazy hyped for all the right reasons. But the biggest thing with him is he's five ten. Like, we occasionally, when we would get hyped on on Bedard on the Av show, we would occasionally have that one guy that always exists who's like, I don't know, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. really gonna be that good, uh, and yeah. you're like, stop,
0: yeah, just yes. It's like you realize but, the entire <laughs> scouting industries watched this guy for years and are in consensus, <sighs> and you're the one guy who's like. I don't know, I read the scout report, says he's five yeah. ten. We yeah, sure guys I'm out. <laughs> like, oh no, you're right, bro. We over we yeah. all overlook that the last three years. Yeah. My bad. You're, you're I forgot f- to look at the
1: reports. I five, five ten being a mitigating factor in a league <laughs> where it has never been a better time to be a, a shorter player Ugh. in NHL history than it is now. People are so goofy with yeah, the draft sometimes. And, but though. that's that's the difference between a guy like Bedard and Wemby. Is that Wemby? From a physical standpoint, combining the physical attributes with just the skill level, this is why Woj goes on ESPN and says he's the most hyped prospect in in North American sports history and team sports history. Because he's, because we've never seen one the, the the physical freak that he is, like. You look at a guy like LeBron, yeah. and physically he was also, I mean, he he has a power forwards body with point guard skills.
0: Right. It was essentially like, oh, he's Magic Johnson with Carl Malone's body. Exactly. With maybe a little more like MJ scoring to him. You right. Know? He could he just
1: LeBron was everything. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, including that sure. high end athleticism, right? He literally checked off every right. box, and then like circled back and doubled down on right. Few, and yeah. some
1: of them he's still checking, like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, right,
0: right,
1: right. The guy, the guy looks exhausted, and what he did in Game Four against the Nuggets was tremendous. I mean, it's incredible. The guy, well, in, I mean, as a basketball player, it's an unimpeachable resume. I don't. I know a lot of people want to nitpick and be like, oh, he's lost how many game, how many times in the finals, sure, and, sure, sure. Like just shut up no okay. i don't want to hear it i mean ultimately He's unbelievable
0: top three most physically imposing and also top three smartest like that that yeah. combo does not occur that the, ever just how cerebral and and it's funny
1: because we're talking about all these things it's like are we accidentally describing nicole Jokic? I know. but as I obviously know. as a prospect uh you know drafted in the second round for a reason you know yep but With Wemby, like that's where the hype is. That's where you're talking about a guy who could dominate on both ends of the floor in a way that the NBA has just never
0: seen. More than any prospect ever, until I see him in person, I'm gonna keep. There's a small part of me that feels like, is this CGI? (laughs) Like, is this seven five, might actually be seven six, who can like dribble step back three? Yeah. Is he. Is this real am I being pranked yeah he's yeah I mean and, I, and so. I
1: mean that's the thing like can for me it's it's basically just like how strong is he going to be able to get how much is he really going to be able to fill out yeah to take advantage of that height because if he you know if he becomes a a four jump shooter it's there's a lot of wasted potential there oh absolutely you need you need him to be able to dominate inside and out and and that's where I'm not even saying it's a question because I don't have the question on it it's mostly just like what does it end up actually looking like how does it develop
0: absolutely and I mean it's the thing the thing with
1: LeBron is that it was a straight for me it was a straightforward projection it was an all-time great projection but it was you could see where in the NBA you knew what he was going to do. You knew how he was going to dominate games. And for me, I'm just curious about uh, that's my one thing on Wemby is I'm just like, I just I
0: we've never seen. It. He's such a unicorn. He's such a unicorn. And he's at that size, probably only can play the five. And I'm not sure he is a five right now. Like well, I n- actually think Jokic right now would bully the hell out of him. And watch France against Team USA, and it's uh, God. I'm forgetting the the th- thick center. Mitch, I'm sure knows. Um, all I can think of is Kenneth Langford, but kind of gets into Wemby's body and is able to kind of take him to the rack. You know, like right. he's really long and quite skinny. Yeah, and basically any concerns you heard about like Chet Holmgren last year, to a <laughs> lesser extent, are the Wemby. You know, and it's same guy who bothers us with Connor Bedard, who's like. I don't know. I looked on the sheet of paper It says he's 5'10". Ultimately, that's the concern. is It doesn't take hours of tape. It doesn't take talking to scouts or yeah. coaches or flying to France to watch him. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, he's 7'5". Will his body hold up? Yeah. Pretty simple question. Yeah. Well, and no simple answer.
1: Guys who have been that big in the NBA have... Kenneth Lofton. ...have uh, developed foot problems... You know, you guys that big. Yao. Yeah. 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 is was the best example of like a really good one. But guys, I mean, you remember back in the day, a guy like Sean Bradley, you know, George Miracin, right? Those guys that are like freakishly big, even for the NBA, freakishly big, consistently foot problems, his physicality of it, Ralph and Samson. all of the, all of the different, God, Ralph Samson,
0: man, you want to talk about hype. Kind of fits too. Yeah, I, kind of fits. I mean, Ewing's another guy we haven't brought up. Well, all time to I was going to bring up like Elijah Wan as
1: well because the dream. Well, it's so funny when you go back and you look at uh, all time draft. Well, you will. And and when you you go back and you watch that episode of Last Dance. Yeah. Where Rod Thorn, who was GM of the right, Bulls right, with the right. third pick, was like, I'd have taken Hakeem.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. Like it no was doubt. a no brainer at <laughs> one. Yeah, and then yeah, you look at the dream, career yeah. that he had, and you're like. Well, he justified no it. God.
1: Like, at the time, like, yeah. you definitely were not taking Michael Jordan over Akeem Olajuwon. Well,
0: that'd be insanity.
1: Yeah. Like, the face of Phi Pajama and Right, exactly. It ended up being one of the all-time best centers in NBA history on mm-hmm. his own terms. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that guy was hot, uh, man.
0: David here saying unpopular opinion, but Connor Bedard is a better prospect than Victor Wembanyama.
1: Uh, is that too hot? It is for me because with Wemby, you're talking about for me the clear-cut best NBA prospect since LeBron.
0: You think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think of like Odin and. Luca and zion as i mentioned yeah i mean I, the only guy that i would that, that i would really the entertain best and most
1: hyped yeah the, the guy that i would entertain would be Luca, and because i didn't understand that one at all he was such a dominant european player as a teenager he done he accomplished everything he won all the hardware he did absolutely everything under the sun that yeah. you could do in euroleague over there yeah. and for the nba to have given him that treatment on draft night was like this is why you guys are stupid and suck at this pretty wild so, yeah, pretty wild. Yeah. And the team that the team that went that moved heaven and earth to be like, what's going on here <laughs> has benefited greatly from it. Yeah. So uh, I would say that. But with Bedard, you're saying, is he the best prospect since McDavid? Is he the best prospect since Crosby? I mean, we
0: hype he, up a lot of these prospects. Is he in a hockey better, too, man. Is he
1: a better prospect than either one of those guys? Or is he as good as? I I don't know the answer to that, but with Who's me... Who's the guy I'm,
0: the Rangers took first overall?
1: Lafreniere? Yeah.
0: I feel like he was getting about this type well, of Well, that's height. because he scored 140
1: points a year in the queue. He was a <sighs> dominant junior player, and then he goes to a place, by the way, that has failed to develop all of their top picks.
0: Oh, it's... All of those guys have hit a wall. You look at their bottoms. I'm intrigued by every single guy, but that's that shows how much of a draft guy I am. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's your <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like the, I'd, I'd like fair, I fair like
1: fair point on on
0: Lafreniere,
1: but they he was not supposed to be like he was supposed to be much 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 better than he is, uh, and a yeah. top line player and an all star and all that. Yeah, but we weren't we were not talking about him as he's going to be the best. At his position, he's going to be number one. He's going to dominate, you know, this right, and Right, that. right, With With Bedard, we're talking about, like, he should be a 40-goal guy sooner than later. And that might just be his rookie year. He should really be... He should be scoring 50 per year. Crazy. Like, he... If he's if he's not scoring uh, like early career Stamkos levels of fifty to sixty every year, it, it will be a disappointment. The hype the hype on him is enormous, and to the point where maybe it's unfair. But that's what happens
0: with these when you level goals per game for multiple years. Well, it's the other thing about all these prospects; they've basically all worked out yeah we'll get into some baseball guys in a sec first i yeah, want to well, shout out base- baseball is so unfair too baseball's like tough and yeah we'll get into that in just a sec let's get into some favorite circle k snacks aj do you have a go-to drinking some mountain dew right now um circle k will have you handled gas, there. Station, gas station snack corn nuts corn, dude corn nuts are yeah. having a moment right now dude. circle k Reed comes up we're always talking corn nuts it, if I'm on the pod. Very good. Circle K also has a
1: uh, as a Mountain Dew truther. I understand Mountain Dew is nectar he, of the he gods. Does, he does. Circle K has a uh, Mountain Dew only flavor for the for the Dew people out
0: there. Dang. Yeah, the purple the purple lightning. That's elite right there. Um, I'm kind of coming around to corn nuts as well. Love me some Cheetos. Cheetos are uh, what kind? Just a, a classic crunchy, oh, no, just the crunchy ones? Yeah. It's funny.
1: That's the only Cheeto I, I, like, avoid at this point. Really? Yeah. The uh, the only crunchy one that I'll eat is the uh, the jalapeno one, which is the only jalapeno-flavored thing I like. Those are pretty good.
0: Um, the fire ones are good, too, you know? Yeah, flaming flame Hot are the fine. The Flamin'. That's it's pretty good. Um,
1: <laughs> you know what actually ended up being surprisingly good was the flame and Hot Funyun variation
0: yeah yeah i always consider getting that mix uh box for the office when i grab snacks yeah should i go that route next you should okay live it up man we're gonna try that out check out circle k find the nearest um the one nearest you and uh Mm -hmm. check out all their great snacks when you shop at circle k it's like uh when when you win the lottery and an all-time great prospect you know it's uh you've won it all you've done it that um, same
1: uh, dude when when the Spurs won the Wemby lotto, that dude's reaction where he's all standing up, let's go. That's that's how I feel when,
0: when you walk into a circle. Yep, okay, and they and, and they've got nuts. they've got
1: ranch corn nuts in
0: stock. The same reaction. Let's go. That's amazing. And then shout out to the homies at Breckenridge Brewery and their Avalanche Amber Ale, a classic American amber blend. Um a little chocolatey a little caramel malt um it's well-rounded it's a great beer anytime of course this is also strawberry sky time i always love crushing a good lager you know summer thirsty crush it up watch the nugs get nervous basketball more than any other sport i cannot sit still while i watch it's i have to do things yeah it's kind of an unbearable sport to watch when the stakes it, are this
1: high. It's it's tough because during the conference final against the Lakers, uh, I spent most of the games doing other things. And then when the fourth to. quarter started, I would lock in. Oh, yeah, and it, was, and it yeah. was like maximum stress. And I was like, it's this tough. is why I do other things for three quarters. It's tough, man.
0: Um So... Breckenridge Brewery, they're a great homie. When you're stressing, watching the nugs, Breck Brew, Beer Locator, find an Avalanche Amber Ale near you. Okay, let's continue that talk. I cut you off there. Yeah. You were finishing your thought on Bedard, and we were getting into some baseball process. Yeah, real just quick.
1: with Bedard, the the reason why I would have Wemby over him right now is just that tools. But yeah, the physical the physical stuff there. Um and, and also just again, like, is Bedard a better prospect than McDavid? I would say no.
0: I hard, think he's a better natural goal scorer. Yes. But right.
1: Connor McDavid just had a 60 goal season.
0: Well, you know? I know like, I know. That's the other thing, is when these guys live up to it, it's really it's hard to look back and be like You know, because what the, were the expectations yeah, for Connor McDavid? We've yet to unpack Wembanyama and Bedard. Yeah, it's hard to compare to guys who are literally some of the all-time greatest in right. the sport, and, and guys who
1: are revolutionizing their sports still. With right, the way that you right. know, with the way that McDavid's in the middle of his prime and doing what he's doing. Right, um, but but with Wembanyama, it's you know, Wemby's just like we just haven't seen him before. And with Bedard, it's like, is he the best since? McDavid, like Crosby, yeah, 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 you right, know, right. Like, right, 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 There are some, you know, even Ovechkin with the way that Bedard's goal scoring is his best trait. What's um, his
0: best comp, Bedard? Because Wemby, part of what makes him unique is there's kind of no comp. I mean seven five Ralph Sampson might be the comp, but it's it's kind of an absurd one too. Like it's such a different era. He's he's more like seven five KD in some ways. I don't know. I think he's
1: I think he's kind of a, a combination. I you know I I think he's more of a like a supercharged Stamkos more than anything else.
0: That kind of like both sides of the ice. Yeah, where impact. he's going
1: to well a guy that can absolutely just wire a puck and score from anywhere on the ice right. at any time, but is also a high-end playmaker. Um and and I'm of I'm of the opinion that stamkos career is underrated um just just because he's now next to Avashilevsky and kucherov who've had and the injuries took so much from him yeah um but you still look at him now and he's he's you know people talk about the lightning stamkos like the fourth guy they bring up right which is a testament to the lightning obviously but how great that core is but if i had to pick if i had to Pick which guy, you know, between Kujarov and and Point and all those, guys. I'd pick Stamkos. And so, anyway, I, I for me, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like a really just a, a turbocharged Steven Stamkos, mm.
0: which is just saying a little sm- just smaller.
1: It. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So that's, you know, I think that's where I would have him. It's, it's not like a sexy answer of like, oh, he's a combination to these three Hall right, of Famers. Right, right. It's, um, off the top of my head, because I haven't really thought about it too much. He's always been such a singular talent that yeah. it's like, like it's like trying to c- compare Kale McCarr. It's like, look, I guess Bobby Orr, but really, it's just Kale McCarr. It's Kale McCarr.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, uh,
1: it's that's you know, and again, that's where Wemby goes. Is he's just he's incomparable.
0: We've got Flo in the chat who lives in France and actually has seen That's Wemby play multiple times. <laughs> I think he enjoys it. He was DMing me today about watching Wemby, um, so he can kind of verify that Wemby is uh, is real. And I mean, it's not Luca stats, but it's pretty insane stats at the professional yeah. level for yeah for this guy and his just the way he's wired. Everything you hear about Wemby yeah. off the court, too, it just seems like he yep. gets it. He's the right Yeah, dude. and that's <clears throat> one of the things about,
1: like, the prospecting, and we're about to get into this with Bryce Harper and baseball for sure, but one of the thing about when you're talking about especially the NHL and MLB because they're drafted so far out from contributing at the highest level yeah, uh, is that you are taking literal teenagers – and trying to yep. figure out who they're going to be in eight years when they are in their physical prime and they're 25 years old. And, uh, proje- and seeing all this, the skills and the talent and the tools and all that is one, is one element of it. It's got to be there. You've got to have it. But when you're talking about these transcendent prospects, these next-level guys, the ones that we remember year after year, not just first overall picks, mm-hmm. but the guys that we really remember as, oh, my God, as a prospect, you... There's an there's an emotional intelligence. There's an IQ. There's a there's a a, a groundedness. There's a sense of maturity there. And when you talk about Wemby. Oh, away from you know off the court, it seems like he's got it totally. And that's where that was one thing when you look at a guy like Sidney Crosby, you knew it. You know, you knew, dude, the intangibles were sky high to go along with transcendent talent.
0: A thousand percent. You were
1: you were talking about a guy like Sidney Crosby who was. Absolutely obsessed with greatness and ultra competitive and was driven to
0: maximize his unbelievable talent. Makes all the difference. I think it's one of the great separators with all these guys we've talked about is between the years, you can't be that great at that (coughs) young of an age if you don't want it, if you don't separate yourselves. There's plenty of guys with the tools who just, you know, Bull Bull and Wemby maybe (laughs) an unfair, but you know, like... The the traits aren't that far off. Sure. It's the mental and yeah, you know, there's the a work ethic. There's and, a drive yeah. there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you go and you look at the Nathan McKinnon draft and you look at, which was just a crazy draft at the top. Um, there were four guys right. that absolutely right. everybody in the league wanted to crack at. And you look at the guys who got drafted one, two, and the guys who got drafted three, four. There's a clear line there between... Two ultra competitive guys who were driven and had the right mindsets in McKinnon and Barkov, and two guys who kind of got a little wayward in their careers, um, in in Jonathan Duran and Seth Jones. Yeah. And Seth, Seth Jones is the really interesting. Guy. And you know, and Jones, Jones is a little different because he had some really high-end moments and yeah. Duran never has in the NHL. Right. Uh, but it's it is it is an interesting you look at the you look at the competitiveness and the drive, and you look at kind of the off ice stuff, and you see two guys in Barkov and McKinnon who it it clicked for them. They got it. They were they had traits there, right, that helped them elevate even when they got to the NHL. Even though both guys did take a little bit of time in the NHL,
0: yeah, and Barkov and the uh, Panthers, yeah, and Barkov, yep. huh?
1: Then you fast forward a couple more weeks. I think
0: Barkov's going to have the same number of Stanley Cups as McKinnon. So crazy. What's crazy is in all this convo to bring it back to Baron is as you said. There's a guy in Russia breaking all of Ovechkin's records. Yeah, and we're not. He's not coming up in well, any of these conversations. He would, he
1: would have had he. <laughs> you'd think had had he had a normal had he had a normal draft year. Had he not signed a three year contract to stay in Russia. Had there not been an ongoing war between Russia and Ukraine, which has put into jeopardy the ability of NHL clubs to bring Russian players to North America and keep them here. Yeah. Because there have been some really scary incidents with Russian players over the last 18 months that. I think of Panarin last season. I mean, there are things we could talk about off camera that I Mm could tell you'll scare the bejesus out of you. I bet. Um, It's a real problem in the nhl right now in the hockey just in the hockey world there are some there there are some guys that get put into really 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 bad life situations just because they're russian and they're trying to play they're trying to live out their dreams in north america right and so there's a lot of like outside stuff that is preventing the matvey mitchkov conversation from being louder in this type of setting but make no mistake how I personally feel about it. If I'm the Anaheim Ducks at number two, I'm taking Matvey Mikhov, and I'm not even caring about Adam Fantilli. I don't give a shit about Adam Fantilli. I think Matvey Mikhov is so far and away the second best prospect in this draft, and is closer to Connor Bedard's level than he is to Adam Fantilli's level.
0: My how likely opinion. are they to actually do that? Because at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, highly you could unlikely. Get Mitchkov at plus eight hundred for the second overall pick, highly plus unlikely. Three fifty as the third overall pick. I would say highly unlikely. Not happening. Yeah. Are you a Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller at two guy? Because you can bet on that at DraftKings um, Sportsbook as well. Just right because now. of the, certainly because of the team. Yeah. Brandon Miller for for makes my for my money, I think too. I think Scoot Henderson doesn't to go to
1: Portland too. either. I think Portland either finds a, a home for that pick or uh, they take one of the Twins.
0: One of the Thompson Twins. You can get great great odds on everything AJ just said, from the Mitchkov stuff. I think it'll be Amon for the record. To Amon being third overall. At DraftKings Sportsbook, where, of course, if right now you are a new DraftKings user, you can sign up, bet $5 on an NBA money line. Imagine getting like a $5 bet on the Nuggets against the Heat and then winning a hundred and fifty in bonus bets. Mm-hmm. What a gift that would be. It'd be like hitting a massive parlay. Um which uh for
1: game three. Were you close? I uh, had a six leg parlay. I have five of them. The sixth oh. leg the sixth leg was it was the it was I did this purposely, it was an emotional hedge. Uh-huh. Uh because I was so convinced the Nuggets were gonna yep. lose game three. Yep. That I emotionally hedged and put a bunch of money. I actually put my entire DraftKings balance (laughs) on a six-leg parlay. I hit the first five, and the sixth leg was the Lakers had to win. Uh,
0: So when the Nuggets won,
1: I didn't care about the money. I was totally good because the Nuggets were up three-nothing. And I was like, "This this, this is the first time I've ever lost a big bet. And felt amazing about That's it.
0: the beauty of an emotional hedge. But I had
1: a big SGP. My, my payout was $500. So I was excited.
0: Oh, man. I had a game three SGP every leg hit except for Bruce Brown, like, points or something. Um, I tell you, I was close on that one with,
1: in game three because I had Rui Oh, uh, see? over 10 and a half. And he started the fourth quarter with four points. And I was like, put him in. Feed him and he ended up with like 13 Points or something and I was like <laughs> Yeah and then the Nuggets won and none of it Mattered oh and I was taking D-low unders Which were a great bet oh, oh totally I'm gonna miss D-low and then, I love riding a dude's cold streak like that, where you're like, yeah, keep bricking it, man. Your teammates are losing trust in you. It's so evil and great, dude. Bro. It's, it's amazing. It's so messed up.
0: And you can get those no, no sweat, same game parlays. Um, I'm sure AJ has some great picks, those draft props I gave out. Download the app now. Sign up with code DMVR, where new customers can bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. No surprise to anyone, AJ. We went a little longer because we enjoy Mm, this stuff. Yeah. But I want to talk about some current prospects in the Denver yeah. sports. We, we skip
1: over Bryce Harper and baseball entirely. We just kept getting derailed with it. But I know it was crazy because I will just say um, the two most hyped baseball prospects that I can remember in my life were drafted in back-to-back years. It's those By guys. The Nationals. It's Strasburg and, and Harper. <laughs> Harper. It's yeah. crazy. And then, Harper was the long. He was the long prospect. Like he was hyped. From when he was fifteen, well, and then he goes like the JUCO route, yeah, because he won that home run tournament. Yeah, Um, when he was fifteen, he launched one five hundred feet, and everybody was like, "What the hell is this guy?" Right. Um, and he was so he was like the big one, and then he did go the JUCO route so he could get drafted earlier, right? Which speaks to his like competitive drive, and again, it's how what what an absolute maniac that guy ended (laughs) up becoming. I for me huge bryce harper fan <laughs> yeah L- I, I love him I love so. it too. um and strasburg was the slower burn because he was the college guy but it was like by the time his draft rolled around it was like this is the easiest pick we're gonna make right right until the next year when they took bryce harper <laughs> right, exactly. but um yeah those are the two guys that i remember and then my my current favorite drafted prospect i guess he's not prospect anymore but adley rushman man he's the reason that i put money on the orioles to make the playoffs this year
0: a former number one overall right like bryce drafted as a catcher will (laughs) he stick staying a catcher and has
1: a has a chance to have a buster posey like career for the uh for the orioles
0: which geez that's saying something let's stick to baseball though we're currently in denver sports i think we'd agree as far as star power as far as who could actually be a franchise player you start with the top two Rockies prospects it's, as far it's as It's crazy best because I don't know Denver that there's sports. another
1: prospect, another young player on any of the other Denver teams. There isn't a star in the making on the Nuggets that's, you know, that's a kid.
0: No, I mean
1: you have you have good young role players in Christian Brown. You have Watson, what you you have what Watson. you hope will be a really good Defensive ace in the hole, um, yeah. In in Peyton Watson,
0: former top recruit, maybe he's yeah. got a smidge more in him, yeah.
1: And you could dream on Kamigate all you want, but until, yeah, like like you have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I mean, good defensive
0: backup center at best. The absolute clean ceiling.
1: house on top prospects. Sean uh, Barons, it's would Sean be Barron's and mentioned. Oscar Olauson
0: and Jean-Luc yeah. Foudy has played his way into that conversation. Just as an well. N and N and Ben Myers don't get.
1: Uh, ben Myers, certainly not after four goals in 40 games, you know, so it's just not going to do it. That's but on and in on is is fine still. I think he's still overhyped by Avalanche fans in particular. Um, and at this point, if the abs were to get a solid backup out of Eustace, I would be excited. I don't really foresee a starter there much anymore. Mm. That's tough, but you know, with goalies, you never really, you never
0: really know. That's um, true. Yeah, and then you Broncos have traded away so many of their. Yeah, first. and the Broncos are just not in that position right I mean, now. Where, you know, we could talk about Marvin Mims. You know, he's a wide receiver, could get yeah. some fantasy hype. He's, yeah, no, I mean, I'm way more. Know.
1: I'm way more excited about Drew Sanders uh, as the young guy there. Yep. I think he's going to oh, be
0: highly ranked. For I me, think. I right think that's
1: any. a guy that got underdrafted f- entirely because of position.
0: Absolutely. Um
1: but when it comes to on field impact, people are gonna look around and be like, How
0: did this guy last seventy picks or whatever? Number one athlete in the state of Texas yeah. when he comes out. Yeah. And playing like, opposite Will Anderson at Bama for for, you know, it was kind of his time and then goes and has the season he had at <laughs> Arkansas in the SEC with ten sacks in the SEC yeah. that says it.
1: Uh Nikolai Kovalenko, um uh I know Avs fans like like really, really, really love kovalenko but like the uh-huh. idea of Kovalenko. Uh, I would not expect him to be anything more than a third liner in the NHL.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, so. and they need to fill out that back six. So that's not to say some of the guys Dude, we've it's, mentioned might totally, not.
1: Like you're, you're talking about if you get an NHL or out of, out of foodie, out of allowsen out of Kovalenko. If you just oh. get a decent, like, bona fide NHLers, yeah. you're thrilled at this point. Worth its weight in gold for this team. They don't have... They don't... Right now, the Avs just don't have a high-end prospect because they've all graduated.
0: Right. And then they traded away a bunch of picks to right. like capitalize they, on this championship. When you, had, window. When
1: you have Bowen Byram uh, and, and you know, Alex Newhook, I know Avs fans feel a certain way about Newey right now, but they need to tone that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Kale McCarr and all these guys, you know, right. they, like they graduated and yeah. now they're in the NHL. Your farm system is totally bare because those guys are now taking your NHL jobs.
0: 100%. So it really comes down Absolutely. to Zach Veen and Adele Amador, the top two prospects well, for the and, Rockies, and right?
1: So Tovar's not listed as a prospect anymore because he graduated, right? Yep. But, yep. I mean, you're talking about he's, what, 22? like. Mm-hmm. Right. Ezekiel, Ezekiel Tovar should be a gold-glove shortstop. And I've talked about him on this show in the past and on the Rocky show in the past, mm-hmm. that he has, I think, legitimate star potential, and we're just seeing growing rookie growing pains right now. Right, We're finding out, hey, look, the guy had a huge breakout and was a dominant minors player the last couple of years. We're getting an idea now. You know, the MLB, the, there's no hiding in the big leagues. There so. isn't, man. It's been, a tough, it's been a tough transition there for him, but I'm glad you bring him up. That is what this era is for, for, this, for, the, for the Rockies. is We're trying
0: to find guys that are going to be able to help us in three years. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, the last crop of prospects, the Brandon Rogers, the Rymax, mm-hmm. underwhelmed. They flatlined. They were They never had the Rodgers because
1: Rogers finally breaks in and finally is, is locked in. And I mean, he wins a gold glove, which you weren't expecting because defense was never his right, calling guard. Right. Um, but he wins a gold glove, and the bat is starting to come around. He's surfing, and then he misses an entire season. And you're just like, Such rotten luck, bless man. you, many bless, times over. Bless his,
0: uh, Um,
1: But with, with B Rod, you are talking like he was a top, top prospect extremely well regarded in the industry oh, um I mean,
0: was high up on BA lists every year you know, like three middle I- infielders were taken top 3 that year Yeah Starby Swanson it's Bregman and it's b Raj. Yeah The other two have had you know, some nice early returns Yeah Yeah
1: Um I I was I mean, really I was really surprised at Swanson's free agent market I thought it was going to be way bigger
0: I Sometimes, though, like the yeah, MLB, you hit with that with threshold, you're just kind of a replacement like, level. Yeah. Guy, and, you know? and
1: like shortstops, shortstops in their prime who are like slightly above average hitters and are mm-hmm. fine fielders, right. you're just like, this is like a landmine of money right
0: here. Like, um, yeah, it's kind of where Rodgers is almost yeah, finding like you're banking to overpay this yeah. guy. So, well, that's where Adele Amador, Zach Veen both have some star potential. Veen are the, those are your two guys. I mean, if Tovar doesn't qualify, okay. Who would you have? Uh,
1: I mean, obviously, I think I would have those guys at the top. You think? Um, I. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to ignore what Jordan Beck has done early on, uh, and it's it's getting a lot harder to ignore what Hunter Goodman is doing. Um, and I don't know. We're talking about star player. I don't know about that. Jordan but Beck is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Goodman, it's a lot more of you're looking at the fact that he has 12 home runs and 75 at bats or something this year, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, he had. I think he had 33 home runs across three different levels last year. Oh, like, nice. you're you're talking about a dude with a massive power profile, and it, it's easy to dream when he plays at Coors Field. You're like, because remember when when C.J. Crone signed? Mm-hmm. With the Rockies, and it was like he's going to hit fifty, right? You know, uh, obviously they still have to play on the road, and it's a lot harder to hit fifty home runs when they all have to come at home. But right, right. you look at Goodman,
0: and you can you start to you start to see that power profile where you are like, dude. I mean, those are silly numbers right there, and he's not as highly regarded because he's not playing like a premium position. Right? Yeah, well, and, that's and such so a, well was drafted as a catcher, and depending on he's not he going to stick. Him, yeah. Yeah, so he's we're talking about a first baseman.
1: Yeah, first baseman, DH type. Yeah, you're talking about a A, kind of kind of a repeat of the the Eliezer Montero Uh profile. Right. Can can he hit enough? Can he make enough contact? Can he be consistent enough to get to get to to the power? Um, Fun and not to take away. This is really supposed to be about stars. So I'm sorry I derailed, but
0: not at all. It's about prospects.
1: Amador is. Amador has been on a steady ascent for three years. Yeah, um, still just 20. Right, and he is uh, really the only thing about him that I, I don't currently am not super sold on is the power. Right. When you are talking about somebody that's 20. But I think about
0: 27 20, jacks in the last and, three pro seasons. And
1: you know? I want to see as he gets... Into higher levels, if of course, you get to that of power. Of course.
0: Um, the bigger thing to me is does he stick at short? Not that it matters yeah. with Tovey there, but you know, like he's high on these lists because he's projected as a short. Exactly. If that simple data point was 2B instead of SS, well, he probably drops another 20 spots on some of these lists. He might, right? but
1: then, I mean, you are looking at. Uh, you are looking at over the last couple of years that Nick Gonzalez and Tamar Johnson guys. Right. You know, it's it's weird that I picked two guys that are drafted by the Pirates, but they keep drafting second baseman in top ten. <laughs> right. It's not my fault. Right. Uh you are you are talking about like really like hit heavy profiles are starting to to land at second base a lot more consistently where yeah. that's no longer a can't be a hole defense first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Low offense position. Right, they're starting to hide guys who can't stick at shortstop. Instead of putting them in left field, they're exactly. putting them at second base, exactly. Right. where they say, "Hey, they've got the infielder footwork. They've got they can they've got some tools that they can work here. They just won't be." And you look at a guy like B. Rod; it's a perfect example of that. Right, Rogers. Rogers was a guy that hey, is he going to stick at short? He probably could have, but I mean, yeah. You know, with, with Story, it was like, hey, you need to learn some other things. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's why Rimac learned how to play second base. Yep. Because he was coming up with Arenado at Arenado, third. Right. Like, how are we going to get this guy on the field?
0: Yeah, and b probably goes in the hot corner if Rimac isn't there, you know? Correct. Um, and Veen, Veen's like Denver uh, sports is Wemby, like tools Do tools for days, man. Tools I mean, I
1: wouldn't call him Wemby just because he's such a unicorn, but Denver I mean, Sports
0: Wemby. <laughs> he is, the he, traits are the, another the, tick from, I think just about anyone else. The one thing about. he's got to do is he is, he has got to get an
1: adult in the room to tell him to stop dressing like that. You have got to get rid of that stash hair combo, bro. It's. Jeez brutally bad it is it is a young man that is clearly on his own making decisions for the first time in his yeah. life and they are not going great hey, he's,
0: he's embracing look
1: you look good you feel good, you play five, good you right know? and he yeah. right now there's a reason he's hitting 240 <laughs> and it's
0: entirely because of that mustache that's all we gotta figure out i'm intoxicated by highlights of him stealing bases 107 and three <laughs> pro years insane for he, a 6-3 outfielder who could f- truly be a center outfielder at Coors? Uh, he won't be. He'll be a corner. You can't put a guy to who you're going to rely on offensively a- at center at well, Coors, you know? But especially, but the, especially the mere <laughs> fact that the conversation is insane.
1: Especially that they have Benny Montgomery, uh, who needs to figure out how to hit, obviously, if he's going to get to the big leagues. Um, but Benny Montgomery, and then uh, I'm going to laugh when they draft uh, Enrique Bradfield uh, in this <laughs> yeah, upcoming right, draft. Right, right, right. All of who's, a sudden, who's another, who's another elite defensive center fielder who can't hit? He's, uh, he's basically uh, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. all over again. So Just go tools, baby. Yeah, well, that's what they've been doing. They keep drafting tools, the outfielders, and trying to being like, well, we'll just see right. how they play.
0: And then in the later rounds, they're finding the raw power. Just taking that raw power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, Wait till the so third works. round to yeah. draft your,
1: your mashers
0: absolutely no uh
1: i i do think though um veen has a chance to be a legitimate all-star i mean that's did you see him in spring training this year every single time he got on first base he tried to steal yeah it's crazy he was just like i'm not staying here and guys like that are fun like and and they're more valuable in the way that the game has changed this year with the bigger bases and the increased, you know all the all the different changes that they have made where base stealing is back baby So having a guy with speed is no longer like, well, he can lay down the bunt and get to first. So dope. And then just hang out there. No. The running game is back in baseball, and that is a huge part of Veen. I don't know that it's going to be part of Veen's profile forever. Like like Charlie Blackman. Right. At some point, he lost just enough of a step that it just stopped being Uh part of it. Yeah. But still a guy that could give you triples on a regular basis no
0: doubt yeah i'm i'm hyped on veen i'm hyped I, on drew sanders i'm hyped on amador i think
1: i think amador veen and then the the one pitcher that i would say keep an eye on is probably jody vargas
0: yeah the arms need need a serious injection in the system um I, uh, yeah, yeah going uh going with these
1: super safe college arms it's not working. High in the draft, it's it's just like you're getting you're getting what you're what you're drafting here, where you're getting okay guys yeah.
0: here. Um, it's too many fourth starters. Exactly, like fourth.
1: it's it's like it's too safe. Yeah. You need to you need to take Far some chances on a little more uh, of an electric arm. not the year for it, by the right. way. This year, right. this year's draft class is not the year. It's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, not the not the year to take those chances, but. Yeah. Um, I do. The, there is there is lots to be excited about with this Rockies farm system, which did have a very very good year yep. last year. Is no off doubt, to a man. slower start on the whole this year. You know, a guy like Drew Romo has lost some lustre. Um, well,
0: and Veen batting two thirty nine is not yeah, there, exactly. He's know, off to a uh, slow start, yeah. but
1: he he had such a slow finish at Hartford last year, and where he is now in Hartford is better than when he left off it's just that now he's in double a and once you went to double a that's when you really start to get because we see the double a to mlb jump so often now that a guy performing well at double a and tovar great example of this he did not go to triple a and spend a lot of time in albuquerque he he made the jump
0: no doubt um we're gonna have to wrap up rockies with the ninth pick that's coming up in july stay tuned to dmvr rockies patrick's gonna have you covered on that such a block class june 22nd nba draft less interesting but second rounder for the nuggets 40th overall they'll get something out of mm-hmm.
1: that the abs have the 27th pick in the nhl draft
0: not terrible that comes late june june 29th uh whatever
1: that wednesday is the last week of june whatever that wednesday is there that you go
0: off. we're getting out of here thank you to breck uh, avalanche amber ale for presenting us Check out the NVR buffs. They're coming up next where Travis Hunter, Shadur Sanders, might be on that short list of prospects in Denver Sports. We'll see it. Next few months will tell us a lot.
1: Travis Hunter should be, just given the hype you'd and the two-way like
0: you'd think. So he should be. Buffs, guys, we'll have you covered. AJ, thank you so much. Chat, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Stay tuned for TDSP next week.